Uh, so all week, like, I was dwelling on what I was going to preach on. I mean, not dwelling, but just kind of praying into it. And Michael would kept asking me, what are you going to preach on? And I don't know. He doesn't usually do that. And then one day I'm like, I'm going to preach on joy. And then the next time he's like, what are you going to preach on? I was like, I'm going to preach on Thanksgiving. And, and I was going back and forth, back and forth. And then God kind of brought it all together. And then, then this morning, let me just, let me backtrack. So when I, when I was coming to faith, I, uh, I always felt like God had this special purpose for my plan or for my life, right? That, that he had this special purpose. And I've talked about it, and I've talked about, how many of you heard me talk about the unmoved rock story? No one here. Good. <laughs> Michael has. Um, so, so as I was going through this, you know, I would, I would climb a mountain and, and what, for whatever reason, like, and, and I say this because God has a special purpose for everyone, but I feel like he's got a special purpose for this church, for this house, right? And so this morning, I, as I was kind of putting my last touches on my sermon, in fact, I was still putting last touches on my sermon as we were worshiping, God reminded me of this story. Because I'm, most of you who know me know that I'm not a very patient person, right? So when I'm asking God, what's your, what's your purpose for my life? Like, what is, what is your calling on my life? I wasn't sitting there patiently waiting. Like, I was, like, crying out, God, you got to tell me. I can't do this. I mean, and, and the, the, the time that this went, I mean, I was completely ridiculous. Like, it... But he, he reminded me of this story that I heard, and so I'm going to read this. It's called The Unmoved Rock. Once upon a time, there was a man who was sleeping at night in his cabin when suddenly, suddenly his room filled with light of the sa- and the Savior appeared. The Lord told the man he had work for him to do and showed him a large rock in front of his cabin. The Lord explained that the man was to push against the rock with all of his might. This the man did, day after day. For many years he toiled from sunup to sundown, his shoulders set squarely against the cold, massive surface of the unmoving rock, pushing with all of his will and might. Each night the man returned to his cabin, sore and worn out, feeling that this whole day had been spent in vain. Seeing that the man was showing signs of discouragement, Sane decided to enter the picture, placing thoughts into the man's mind, such as, you've been pushing against this rock for a long time, and it hasn't budged. Why kill yourself over this? You are never going to move it. Thus, giving the man the impression that the task was impossible and that he was a failure. These thoughts discouraged and disheartened the man even more. Why kill myself over this, he thought. I'll just put in my time, give the minimum of effort, and that will be good enough. And then he planned to do it until the day he decided to make a matter of prayer and take his troubled thoughts to the Lord. Lord, he said, I have labored long and hard in your service, putting all my strength strength to do what you have asked. Yet after all this time, I have not budged the rock, not even a half a millimeter. What is wrong? Why am I failing? To this the Lord responded compassionately. 
My child, when long ago I asked you to serve me and you accepted, I told you your task was to push against the rock with all your strength, which you have done. Never once did I mention to you that I expected you to move it. Your task was to push, and now you come to me, your strength spent, thinking that you have failed. But is that really so? Look at yourself. Your arms are strong and muscled, your back is chiseled and brown, and your hands are mighty from constant pressure, and your legs have become massive and hard. Through opposition, you have grown much, and your abilities now surpass that which you used to have. You haven't moved the rock, but your calling was to be obedient, to push to, and to exercise your faith and trust in my wisdom. This you have done. I, my child, will now move the rock. So when I was coming to faith, like, and, and I, was, I was hiking this, what, what was capturing me from this was I felt like God, God was strengthening me. I mean, I think that that's what he was highlighting. And I'm not, I'm not saying all this because I'm, like, trying to talk myself up. But in this season, and I, I've talked to Michael about this and Jayla and my wife, like, I feel like God has us as a church coming together and he, in, in a time of training, in a time of strengthening, right? And, and, and I think that, that I am so expectant. And, and I, I, I find myself... In, in very similar shoes as what I talked about earlier when I was coming to faith. You know, just crying out to the Lord, expect it, because I know that he's going to do something in this house. I know that he's brought, I mean, the faith of people that come to this church is incredible. And, and there, there is something big that he's doing here. And I think, I, I feel like we're on the cusp of it. But, but I, need to, I need to make sure, and I think that we need to make sure, and in, in my heart, I need to make sure that my heart is positioned for what he has. And I think that through this training and through this strengthening, that, that we need to make sure our hearts are positioned. Bring it back to joy and thanksgiving. And, and hopefully I'll be able to tie it all together. But, but the Bible says to reju rejoice always. Rejoice always. Like that's all the time. I don't know many people that rejoice always. <laughs> I mean, do you feel like you're always full of joy? Does anyone feel like they're always full of joy? I don't, like, <laughs> I, I don't find myself always rejoicing, right? But the Bible says, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for, your, for you in Christ Jesus. What's God's will? To rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. I'm falling short of that. And that's where I think that, that today, as we talk about Thanksgiving, that, that we need to position our hearts. Okay? So Ephesians 5, 15 through 20. Be very careful, then, how you live, not as unwise but as wise, 
making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what God's will is. Say, understand what God's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled. Debauch. Sorry. Yes. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs of, from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your hearts to the Lord, always giving thanks. Say, always giving thanks. Always giving thanks. To God the Father for everything. We, uh, the Bible says a lot of this always, 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 continually. And, and I think we just like kind of like go past it real quick. Like we just read past it. We don't really grasp what that means. But that means always, right? Now, now praying into this, when being full of joy, I don't think is, is something that we can, we can decide to do, right? Rejoicing, I mean, we can pretend to be full of joy, right? We can get up and, and we, can, we can rejoice, but I don't think that's the type of rejoicing that the Bible is talking about, right? But, but I think rejoicing constantly always, rejoicing always, actually comes from the other two things. Because we could choose to pray continually. And when I say pray continually, I don't mean like get down on your knees and, and cross your which is fine. Like you could do that if that's what you want to do. But, but pray continually means to be connected with the Father. Right? To know that he's here. To know that he's with you even when you're not at church. To know that, that when you, you walk into a supermarket that he's standing right there with you. To be constantly in communication with him. Jesus walked to this earth as, as one with the Father. And he demonstrated that for us. What it looks like to be one with the Father. And, but that was his demonstration, right? That's what, that's what we're called to do. So, so we, can, we, can, we can, and I do it, like I physically and mentally will think about where are you, God? Where are you in this situation? Whether it's at the grocery store or at work or hanging out, picking up thousands and thousands and thousands of pecans. <laughs> right? It, it's something that, that we, can, we can become aware of. Not like work towards it, but become more and more aware of it. And we can, we, can we can work on giving thanks in all circumstances. Michael talked about positioning our hearts. And I've got like 80 times in my sermon today. But it, it is. It's about, it's about positioning our hearts for thanksgiving. Right? Positioning our hearts in a way to where... We are constantly in prayer, and we are, we are thankful for what he has done. Okay. Pray continually. So Psalms 105. Give praise to the Lord. Proclaim his name. Make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him. Sing praise to him. Tell of all the wonderful acts 
glorying his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord in his strength. Seek his face always. There's that word again, always. Right? We're called to seek his face always. The NRSV says, seek his presence continually. It's the same thing. Right? I actually, I, I, I think in the Greek, these words could actually be translated to always and continually. <laughs> it's all the time. Right? Like, it's not like some, some, some tricky translation. It's God wants us to be constantly in prayer with him, to be constantly seeking his face, to be constantly wanting to commune with him. Right? That's, my, that's how we position our hearts. How do we seek his presence? We sing praises to him. Right? Like, when we come together and, and we do worship, what are we doing? We sing praises to him. We sing songs like, it's all about you, Lord, but then we live lives like it's not about him at all. But it is all about him. Right? I think I keep saying this like nothing else really matters. And until we understand that, like, our bad days really don't matter because he is good. But we get so focused on the things that don't matter, right? Give thanks in all circumstances. Now, don't get this wrong, and I've heard other people preach this, to be thankful for, like, all circumstances. So if someone gets murdered, thank you, God. Like, no. <laughs> That's not what that means. It says be thankful in all circumstances, not be thankful for all circumstances, which it was a huge difference. But what this means is when something bad happens, to be thankful for God for all the things that are good. Right? When something, when the, when the enemy tries to do something to dis derail us, that we go, thank you, God, for, for the love that you've poured out. Thank you, God, for what you're doing. Thank you, God, that someday there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. Right? It's about positioning our hearts. This is cool. In Nehemiah 12, they actually assigned all the Levites in Jerusalem just to sing praises to God. Just their whole job was Thanksgiving. That's it. Could you imagine if I'm like, all right, you, 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 and you. For the next year, all you do, like all you do, is you thank God for everything for all of us. That was their job. It's kind of cool, but, but do you realize, like, being thankful to God, having a thankful heart, it is so much part of the Bible. It's so much of, uh, of his plan, and it's so much of how he wants us to react. But, but it's, it's not because God's up there saying, you got to thank me for everything. You got you to, <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel big enough unless you're constantly thanking me. But do you realize, like, our thankfulness leads to joy? Right? Because... We often 
focus on the wrong things, right? We often, we often think, look, a lot of times we're like, how can I rejoice if I'm sick all the time? How can I, be, how can I rejoice? How can I rejoice if my spouse is sick? How can I rejoice my uncle got in a car accident? How can I rejoice um, I'm fat? How can I rejoice no one likes me? How can I rejoice? How can I rejoice? How can I rejoice? How can I rejoice? How can I rejoice I have no money? How can I rejoice that my car sucks? How can I? <laughs> we all, like, don't, like, bad things happen, and maybe we're not in the positions that we want to be. But when we focus on it, we're actually focusing on the wrong thing. Right? I see, like, we compare ourselves to other people. If only I was like Jane. If, I, if only I was like so-and-so. If only I had a billion dollars. If only, if only, if only, like, we're, we're working into joy, right? If only I made $10 million this year, I will finally have joy. I, I will rejoice. Lord, give me a mansion and fancy Lamborghinis and then I will rejoice. But I'm telling you, one, you're not going to get that. Sorry, it's not going to happen this year. <laughs> Maybe it will, bless you. <laughs> God gives good gifts, he could give you that. But I promise, like, no matter how much you have or how much you try to be like someone else, that doesn't bring joy. We can't earn our way into joy. It's about being thankful. It's about being thankful for where we are today. Right? It's about th being thankful because we actually know the end of the story. When we see his face with a new heaven and a new earth. Right? We, we read in the Psalms, Psalm, like just Psalms of Thanksgiving. Like, there's, there's a whole category of psalms of thanksgiving. It's about being thankful. If we're constantly focused on our problems... If we're constantly focused on the problems of the world, we cannot be thankful in all circumstances. Things are going to be happen. Things are going to happen. Things are going to suck. Like there's bad, there's evil in this world. But it's about knowing who our Father is. And no one will ever take that away. No matter the worst circumstance ever. No one can steal that. We need to focus on the right thing. Sometimes I think that we spend more time complaining to God than thanking him. Right? I think sometimes we, 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 we sit here and, and we pray and we complain to God 
and we say, life's not fair, or we complain to God, why, why haven't you healed this person, and why this, and why that, and why this, and why that, that's not a thankful heart. And that's not really seeking his face. Right? Having, having a sounding board of complaints is not really seeking his face. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, please complain to God. <laughs> we, we see examples of it throughout Scripture. But one thing that we do see is Scripture complaints turn to thanksgiving. So in the Psalms, you read many times, Oh, Lord, why, why, why? But you are mighty, and you are great, and you are wonderful. Thank you. Right? Because complaints turn to thanksgiving, right? Thanksgiving turns to seeking his presence, and his presence brings joy. Okay. How many have read the Habakkuk? Habakkuk. It's only like three chapters, and you could you could read it. You could you could just start reading it now. Just read it, and by the time the service is over, you'll be done. But it's it's an interesting it's an interesting book in the in the Old Testament, and and it's the the most part the biggest part about it is, and, and there's so much gold just in those three chapters. But the the thing that I want to point out is it starts out with, How long, Lord, must I call for help, but you do not listen, or cry out to you, violence, but you do not save? And he goes on and on and on and on. Now remember, this is like right before the Israelites get exiled to Babylon. So things, like God's people were a mess, everything was a mess. This prophet was like, right? He's just, he's just crying out, and he's complaining. And, there, and, you know, over the next chapter and a half, there's this dialogue that goes back and forth, and God talks about Babylon, and he talks about, you know, what was going to happen in the future. But it's interesting because in the end, he said, Habakkuk says, Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails, <coughs> and the field produces no food, Though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the high heights. Right? So, so in the book, like God models how we're supposed to deal with tough situations. God, why? <laughs> this sucks. People are out of control. Why aren't you intervening? And then you go, but God, you're so good, and I have faith in you, and I know that you're going to bring everything to, to be good, and at the end of the day, there'll be a new heaven, new earth, and we will see your face. Right? I mean, we could say, though I am sick, or my kids hate me, or the world is evil, I will have feet like deer. <laughs> it's kind of, <laughs> that must be a cultural thing back then, right? <laughs> right? 
but it's, it's having thanks. It, it's, it's changing our complaining heart, changing our heart of, of things aren't right and, and, and our problems and being focused on this and being focused on that to God, you are good. Because if we're so focused on our problems, we're not going to be joyful always. We're not. Like, it's, life sucks, but I'm full of joy. <laughs> right? My kids hate me. Joy. <laughs> right? But we could say, God, I need some help. I've, I'm having trouble. I'm not having any trouble with my kids. I'm just, just, just so everyone, my kids still love me, I think. I did, I did yell at Maddie this morning. She was trying to wash her, anyway. <laughs> but but it's, it's about saying, God, I need help with this. And I know you're going you're gonna to step in, and I know that you're going to help me, and, and everything is going to be good because you are good, and I thank you. Right? That sounds more joyful. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. God, he actually wants you to have joy. Like, I feel like sometimes we need to, like, bust into churches and be like, you're supposed to have joy. <laughs> right? Yes. We're supposed to have joy. We're supposed to be laughing all the time. Right? On Pentecost, they were like, they thought the, uh, the disciples were drunk because they were laughing. <laughs> but you go into some churches, you start laughing, and you get kicked out. <laughs> Not here. You can, you can laugh. <laughs> we're supposed to be full of joy. Right? John 15, 9 through 11. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Jesus wants your joy to be complete. Like, I, he just doesn't want you to have some joy. I, I think complete joy is like all the time. Always, continually, at all times, right? That's the goal. Like, we should just be laughing all day, every day, in our sleep. Right? List bombs. If you go, if you go on a mission trip with the Banoffs, you'll know what I'm talking about. You'll, you'll experience joy. Right, but joy comes with giving thanks. It does something in the spirit. Right, when, when, when we, not ignore, ignore is not the right word. When we don't give our full attention on the works of the enemy, but we give our full attention to the goodness of God, it does something in the spirit. Right? In Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. Joy is actually a fruit of the Spirit. 
So, so if we have the Spirit of God inside of us, if God is inside of us and we don't have joy, how is that possible? It's about positioning our hearts. So I ask, are you full of joy? Who here is full of joy? I have joy. Like, <laughs> I'm working on that always thing. Right? But, it, but we get to decide. Right? What brings joy? Having thankful heart and praying continually. If you're praying continually, if you're with God... All the time. Like if you're, if you're one and one with God, you think you can mope around? Life sucks. <laughs> it's not possible. But we get to decide. I find myself, like I'm having a bad day, and I'm like, God, I just want to be left alone. You guys are laughing because you guys do the same thing. I don't feel like having joy today. I don't want to be thankful for anything. I don't. Just, just leave me alone. But that's our decision. Right? That, that's a choice that we make. And I have to say, like, it's not the right choice. It's funny because we do it. But we're not praying continually. We're not rejoicing always. We're saying, God, no. Look, like... This, this life is glorious. This life, this life, being a Christian and knowing Jesus and, and walking in these steps and, and seeing the power of God and, and, and just feeling his presence is glorious. But there's a whole world out there that's telling us that it's not true. Right? I mean, just worship today, like, I felt like my stomach was just going to burst open. Like, I felt the spirit of God inside of me. Because what do we do? We're positioning our hearts, right? We're positioning our spirits. But we need to do that all the time, not just for a one-hour worship set, Right? Because I will tell you, like, no one was grumpy when they're worshiping God. When you feel the presence of the Lord fall on you, like when you physically feel the Lord on you, grumpiness disappears. Right? Your complaints all of a sudden don't matter. Right? Because everything else is worthless. Nothing else matters. But, but we walk in this time when, when, you know, 
just like the prophet, like he sees evil and we see evil and, and every day bad things are happening. And I think we need to align ourselves and say, thank you, God, for your goodness. I thank you that you are going to save the world. I thank you that you're using us. I thank you that you're using this church, right? Because this is the will of God. I am so thankful today. Like, I, I look back, I look back, and, and I think back to this story of the unmoved rock. And God has grown me so much since that time. Those days of going up and down the mountain and praying and, and, and just seeking him and, and being impatient and just <laughs> saying, Lord, Lord, right? And it felt like I was, there was nothing. But I look back and I go, thank you, God. Like, thank you that you have built me and strengthened me. But I'm even more thankful today because I see what he's doing in this house. I see what he's doing in this church. I see the people that he's bringing here together. And I know he's doing the same. I know each and every one of you have gone on a similar journey. And he's brought us here for a reason. And so I'm thankful I'm thankful that, that the story is going to continue. I thank you that, that we're going to have, what is it, like chiseled back? We're, we're going to have chiseled backs, brown backs or what? Right? I thank you, God, before that because he is. And, and I think next year and the year after, we're going to look back and go, thank you, God. Thank you for, for building us and strengthening us. Right? We talked about planting our seeds, right, in good soil. And God is making that soil good for us. But it's about positioning our hearts. It's about being thankful for what he has done. And it's, it's about being more thankful than, for what he's done than paying attention to our problems and our complaints. So let me pray. Jesus, I don't even have words. I don't even have words that, that even, I don't have words. I thank you, God. I thank you, God. I thank you for each and every person here. I thank you for each and every one of their journeys. I thank you that you love us. I thank you that, that overall you want us to be full of joy. God, I thank you that you have a special purpose for this house. I thank you that you have a special purpose for this church family. I pray that you continually teach us I pray that you continually show us, show us how to do it. Show us how to walk with you. Show us how to pray continuously and give thanks in all circumstances so we may have your joy.
always. I pray this in your mighty name. Amen. I thank you guys, and I love you all so much. And if anyone needs prayer for anything, uh, find someone. because. <laughs> and, and remember, like, it, when, when life sucks, find, find God. Find his face. See, face seek his face. And, and be thankful for what he has done. Amen? Amen. Bless you all.